always thought-provoking and informative. Forget the spin and media bias from the left and right. We know you are sick and tired of being told what to think, how to act, and what you can and can't do. Direct from the Ustream It Broadcast Network, it's time for another edition of the last Christian newscast and radio show with your hosts, J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley. Real news and biblical common sense analysis starts in three, two, one. Well, thank you for joining us for another edition of the last Christian newscast and radio show, Take Three, inside joke. Um, <laughs> my name is J.D. Williams uh, here in beautiful East Texas, God's country, and from the very socialist area of Dallas-Fort Worth, dominated primarily by idiots, is my good friend, missionary field, uh, Mr. Terry T.L. Farley. Um, are they uh, taking down American flags and putting up socialist flags up in Dallas yet, Terry? Uh, they've got Biden signs everywhere. I so, bet they uh, do. I the bet head. they do. They're yeah, so un- they're so uninformed and ignorant. That, you know, they would probably vote for a peanut instead of voting for somebody that had any common sense. Personal opinion. Personal opinion. YouTube, yeah. don't get your panties in the yeah. light. Okay, now then. Yeah. Um, I do want to show real quick um, what we intend to talk about today, and that is the Gog and Magog War. Is it imminent? I think it is, and I believe that some of the developments just over today and uh, maybe a day or so before are proving that to be, uh, well, let's see how it goes. Also, uh, Chinese influence is about to surpass, if it hasn't already, the influence of the United States of America, in my opinion. Also, the assault on Christianity continues. We'll talk about that a little bit more. And how about the gun situation? Is being disarmed as a law-abiding citizen, is that a wise thing to do? Well, I got a report out of Germany that may either support or change your mind on that situation. Uh, you'll have to wait and mm-hmm. see see about that. But we're going to start off with something that we didn't have time to do uh, this past, uh, in the previous show. And that is, I want to play this clip out of Iran. And so listen to this one real quick. Iranian officials said that people have been arrested in five provinces in connection to a series of mysterious poisoning targeting schoolgirls in the country. Deputy Interior Minister Majid Miramadi said a number of people have been arrested and the relevant agencies are conducting investigations into the poisonings. State-run Iran media said the poisoning affected 1,200 Iranian schoolgirls since November, but one lawmaker put the actual number at 5,000, according to CBS News. Davis Richards reporting. And the problem here is that, and now Iran is, is, says that they're uh, arresting people over this, but mm-hmm. here's the deal. It is no secret that Islamic countries do not like women to be educated. I think uh, it seems like six grades are cut off. I may be wrong on that. Um, somebody can fact check me, I guess. I'm sure YouTube and Facebook love to do that. Anyway, um, I believe it's sixth grade that they cut them off. But they would rather they just not go to school at all, to be honest. So, um, so why is the poisoning only happening in schools that are girls only? Why isn't it occurring with any of the male schools? In Iran, that's yeah. my question. Good question. Good question. So you know, I feel like the Iranian government may be responsible for that. No proof on that yet. So we'll just leave that hanging out there as a question, and we'll continue to to think about it. But um, mm-hmm. the one thing that uh, is really big this week 
Terry, is there's something going on that the mainstream media doesn't want anybody to know about. It's getting very, very little coverage. Um, and that has to do with Israel. But not Israel proper, but the enemy of Israel, which is Iran. For many, many years, Iran and Saudi Arabia have had a, basically a Cold War going on. And yeah. uh, so their prime minister, Israel's prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, um, has been saying for weeks that he believes that Saudi Arabia would join the Abraham Accords and sign a peace mm-hmm. deal with Israel, normalize relations with mm-hmm. Israel. He has really been pumping it. I mean, now that's something it, the mainstream media has picked up on. That's something everybody's picked mm-hmm. up on. And then all of a sudden, we have a situation where Saudi Arabia and Iran, again enemies, sat down mm-hmm. and they held meetings with an intermediary a moderator bringing them together. Guess who that moderator was? Let me guess China. You are correct. (laughs) China. Let's listen to this report. This is from the Watchman newscast. And again, as a member of the U.S. Press Association, he knows I play these clips. Everybody knows I play Mm -hmm. these clips, and I am authorized to play these clips. And listen to this. Mm -hmm. This is from Eric Stackelbeck of the Watchman newscast. Listen to this real quick. And China's communist regime brokered the talks and now helped to solidify, once again, relations between these two rivals. There have been no diplomatic relations between Iran and Saudi Arabia since 2016. Of course, in 2019, as we've mentioned many times here in the newscast, Iran carried out a hybrid drone and missile attack against Saudi oil fields. That was a major, major incident, folks. And we have Iran also backing those Houthi rebels in Yemen, which have been waging war with a Saudi-led Arab coalition over the past several years. So needless to say, Iran and Saudi Arabia, in most cases, have been at loggerheads. And what we've seen shaping up in the region is on one side, uh, the Iran axis, including the Iranian regime, Hezbollah, Hamas, the Houthis, the Assad regime in Syria, And on the other side, Saudi Arabia and the Sunni Arab nations, like the Abraham Accords nations, the UAE, Bahrain, and then Jordan, Egypt, and Israel, they've been on the other side of that divide. And we've had talk in recent days, recent months, but especially in recent days, by none other than Israel's Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, about Saudi Arabia joining the Abraham Accords. And then we have this curveball today with the Saudis announcing normalized relations with the Iranian regime. Folks, these were in many cases sworn enemies. Saudi Arabia considers itself the standard bearer for the Sunni Muslim world. And Iran, of course, considers itself a Shia superpower. Now what happens? That's the big question, right? As this story develops, and we'll dig into this more next week, Number one, what happens to the Abraham Accords? Does Saudi Arabia still join with Israel and normalize relations with Israel? Is Israel surprised about this announcement today between Iran and Saudi Arabia? That's number one. Number two, 
Not a question, but a statement of fact here, folks. China considers itself a big winner in this situation, or the big winner. They just brokered the normalization of relations between two rivals. Again, they hosted these talks in Beijing, and you see an end around, around the United States. In the past, when there were peace talks, the U.S. was usually the broker. What this shows you on the part of Saudi Arabia is they just don't trust. Saudi's leaders just don't trust the Biden administration, and that's why they're getting closer to the regime in Beijing, to the regime of Vladimir Putin as well, and that's why they're saying, you know, perhaps this is a good time to make peace with the Iranian regime. America is weakened under its current leadership. There's a vacuum in the Middle East, and, and we're kind of out on an island here. We're threatened by this Iranian axis. Perhaps we should try to patch things up with the Iranian regime. So I think an overriding theme here, folks, is it shows the weakness in Washington, D.C. right now, and how the Biden administration just is not a trusted broker in the region, in the Middle East. So a lot developing here that we will keep an eye on. I will eagerly look forward to Israel's response to this development because again, not only in recent weeks and months, but just in recent days, Benjamin Netanyahu has talked uh, very openly and excitedly about normalizing relations with Saudi Arabia, about the Saudis joining the Abraham Accords, and now we have the Saudis normalizing relations instead with Israel's greatest enemy. And again, um, and by the way, Terry, I had to mute you there for a minute because you had a construction zone going on. Uh, what you don't, what you <laughs> don't realize, what you don't realize is it may sound really light to you, but it's a hundred yeah. times louder for everybody else. Yeah. Okay. I so, apologize for any inconvenience. Uh, okay. Sir. Yeah, you kind of drowned him out there for a minute or two, so I, I had to, yeah. I had to mute you. Anyway, um, Israel is you know they have been looking at doing something with saudi arabia trying to normalize the relationship and it looked like mm -hmm. that was going to happen and now all of a sudden and again this plays into what we're talking about today that china is stepping up to be a real player in the world mm -hmm. it used to be mm -hmm. that the united states was the one that you know everybody turned to 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 moderate different things but the united states has become mm -hmm. so weak and so inconsistent mm -hmm that nobody trusts us anymore and china's there saying hey come on we'll help you out and mm -hmm. now they have pulled off a great move here in getting saudi mm -hmm. arabia and iran who were two huge enemies they've got mm -hmm. it now to where they have re they are about to reopen their embassies the agreement is sent within two to three months i believe to reopen mm -hmm. the embassies in their different countries, normalize relations. What does that do to normalized relations with Israel? And how does that affect us with the Gog and Magog war situation as well? Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. um, this article from the Jerusalem Post here, the Saudi-Iran deal destroys Israel's defense wall against Iran. That's what Lapid has charged. Uh, also, mm -hmm. the former defense minister, Benny Gantz of Israel, said that he believes mm -hmm. Netanyahu has abandoned the security of Israel and its citizens. Now, how Netanyahu had anything to do with a meeting between Iran, Saudi Arabia, and China, uh, you know, he's going to have to do some major spying in about that because I don't get it mm -hmm. at all. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't get it at all. 
Um, but anyway, the agreement between Saudi Arabia and Iran reflects a complete and dangerous failure of the Israeli government's foreign policy. That's what uh, Lapid had to say. Uh, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on any of this, Jerry? Yeah, what it looks like to me, and this is all Ezekiel 38, uh, I think that China has been just waiting. They've already tied in tighter with Russia. Right. Uh, they were just waiting for that opportunity, and they saw the uh, two countries uh, coming together there and, and coming with with Israel, and so they jumped in and, and snatched uh, the, the ball from the other team, and now they're getting their thing going. This fulfills uh, revelation, or get, at least overshadows uh, the revelation cha- uh, prophecy of the kings of the east right. kissing. Right. So. Right. I agree. Uh, there's also um, now I'm I don't remember this prime minister, uh, mm-hmm. Naftali Bennett. Do you remember him? No. No. Okay. Um, anyway, he said countries of the world and the region are watching Israel in turmoil over the dysfunctional government that is engaged in systematic self-destruction. He said, this is what happens when one deals with legal insanity all day instead of doing one's job against Iran and strengthening relations with the United States. I, again, I still, don't, I still don't get it. You know, I don't get how Netanyahu is involved in this at all. Uh, maybe somebody can explain that to me. Anyway, I got a lot more on this. I have a lot more on this. But it is time, and uh, you know, in in the last show, I was unable to give Terry some time, uh, but I have all I have promised him that in each show I'll give him uh, two minutes per thirty minutes, and it is mm-hmm. time for two minutes with Terry. And Terry, you are up as of right now. Welcome to the last Christian short. Uh, Army uh, Armor Upgrade Part 2. In Ephesians chapter 6, Paul identifies and exhorts his soldiers, beginning with the children, Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with promise. Uh, and uh, I lost my place here. Uh, this is the first place, and and so you've got to fulfill that for the Lord, because the Lord will reward you for these things, uh, and they'll reward you for what you do good. Uh, so be good to your parents, uh, children. The masters treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he is uh, who both who is both their master and yours in heaven. There's no favoritism with him, and also. Uh, fathers, uh, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Uh, slaves, obey your earthly masters, those of you that believe in Jesus, with respect and fear, sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one of you for whatever good you do. And then um, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. Paul then lists the six parts of your armor. The first piece of armor to step on is the belt of truth. Okay, Stand and i got to stop you right there, and we'll catch up in the second half of the show. But you're not going to know anything about what I'm about to talk about, Terry. 
but you're going to be you're, you're going to be surprised. And it, okay. I, I had no idea what you were going to say today. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I didn't load this clip, and now I wish I had. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you were talking about, and I want to go back to it here um, for a second. And this takes away from the show a little bit, or from the plan. Okay, it doesn't take away yeah, from the show, boss. but it you're takes away. Boss. Okay, but Rock here's here's the deal. You were talking about um, uh, something to do with with the master and the slave. You remember that? Yeah. You, you just yes. you just recited it. Okay. Mm-hmm. This week, this week, in Lubbock, Texas. The head coach of the Texas Tech Red Raider basketball team quoted that scripture in speaking to a player on his team in a way to accept coaching. He was trying to to get him to understand the importance of accepting coaching, so he used that scripture. Okay? Amen. All right, so that student athlete reported that to school administration, Mm -hmm. and the result, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, the result was the coach has resigned for inappropriate behavior. Wow, too bad. Yeah, Yeah. so I'm just letting you know that, uh, again, that just popped up this very week, Mm -hmm. so I wanted... Mm -hmm. Uh, like I said, I wish I'd, I wish I'd have loaded that now. Um, I didn't That's think it okay was. That's okay because yeah. testimony supports what you're saying. So no, this God's timing is perfect, and so yeah. we just praise the Lord for you remembering that, putting that together, showing that you can always show that verse the next time or that uh, passage, then that, that that video the next time, yeah. and just give a quick overview and say, here's you know, this is the Word of God. This isn't Terry's picking something right. this isn't job this is god saying this is in the soup this is happening yeah. Yeah. this is prophecy you yeah see? and that is a part of um persecution of the christians as far as i'm concerned yes absolutely um, and actually i had planned on bringing this out in the second half uh, second half of the newscast mm-hmm. today but i'm going to go ahead and, and bring it out now probably yeah. a good thing because of the fact that um i think everybody on on all of our affiliates should be able to hear this. Um, are, are you familiar with Stephen Colbert? <laughs> I know of him. I don't of like him. the guy. Yeah. I don't watch him. I don't like him either. Yeah. I don't like him. Yeah. I don't watch him. Uh, he's obviously a, a, a big time liberal. Um, yeah. But I think he now again and here here I want to be very careful, but I also want to be very forceful at the same time, which is a very difficult thing to do in today's society. Mm-hmm. But to be offended seems to be a really big thing, unless, of course, mm-hmm. unless, of course, that offense is, uh, is toward Christians or conservatives or Republicans, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody else, I mean, mm-hmm. anything else is open game to be offended. But you, can, you cannot be offended if you're a Christian if you are a conservative or if you are a Republican, mm-hmm. you you mm-hmm. can't you you are unable to have to be offended in today's yeah. society. Okay, that's right. Amen. So, I want to I want you to listen to this. Mm-hmm. This is uh, from Stephen Colbert said that President Joe Biden's proposed budget would be dead on arrival, uh, given that the Republican lawmakers want to cut health care, 
food assistance, housing, and other programs for the poor. Now, this budget that he has proposed is in the trillions of dollars. It would be the largest budget in the history of the United States. And Republicans are, he's right when he says it's dead on arrival. Mm -hmm. Republicans will never go for this, thankfully. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. now, had he just said that, that's a political opinion. I'm mm -hmm. good with anybody's opinion, okay? Any, mm -hmm. I, I, I will support anybody's opinion. Even if mm -hmm. I completely disagree with it, I will mm -hmm. support it. However, when they attack my God, when they attack my mm -hmm. Jesus, then I'm offended. And mm -hmm. I am, I'm making this call right now for Mr. Colbert to come on this program and defend himself and understand why. And I ask him the question, why should you not be fired? Why should you not step down? Why should the media not go after you for offending every Christian on the planet, every Christian in the world by this statement? Listen to this. It just reflects the bedrock Judeo-Christian values of the Republican Party and echoes the words of our Lord. Colbert then mocked the religious right with the fake quote from Jesus. Here's the quote. Mm -hmm. For I was hungry and you said, hey, who gave you that free food? Slap that fish out of his dirty little mouth. The actual quote is from Matthew 25, 35, beginning with, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. Now, Stephen Colbert, I'm offended, and I call for you to step down. And if you don't step down, then I call for you to appear on this newscast and defend yourself as to why you shouldn't step down. And, by the way, I pray that you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you repent of your sins. Otherwise, Mr. Colbert, your eternity will be spent in hell. I quote that from the Bible. Terry, your opinion and comments. Yes. Believe it or not, he was actually right in a very small way. There are two parts of that prophecy which Jesus talks about. He's judging those after we return with him in Revelation 19. And what he says is, and he says this in Matthew 25, he says, I was hungry and you fed me, etc. I was sick, you came and visited me. Right. Then he goes to the others, he goes to the other group. And he says, and depart from me because... Uh, I was hungry and you did not feed me. He right. didn't say all that other stuff. I, I was uh, sick. You did not heal me. I, I was in prison. You did not come to visit me. So so that's what he's separating the sheep from the goats. And what to Colbert doesn't realize, he's in the goat category. Oh, and yeah. He's he, chief goat. He, he is the goat. Well, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't honor him. I wouldn't honor him with that. Oh, I don't. I don't believe. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that greatest of all time goat thing. I believe in sheep and goats. Okay, because I, I come from. You know, when, when I grew when, when I grew up when I grew up I, I stayed a, a lot of my time was spent on a farm with real sheep and real goats, and I can tell the real difference. So you know. Anyway, so much for that. But anyway, that's my thoughts briefly on that. So. Okay, but yes. Um, 
I believe that Stephen Colbert has overstepped his uh, his bounds. Uh, but, you know, atheists do that. And unless Stephen Colbert appears on this program and disputes it, uh, Mr. Colbert, I think that you are an atheist. And I feel for you. I really do. I'll pray for you. But if you don't accept Jesus Christ, you're, you, sir, will be here when the uh, when Lord uh, shouts for us. We'll be gone, and you'll be here, and you'll get to spend eternity with your daddy. Okay, now then, uh, let's go ahead and move on. Um, uh, real quick, I'm going to play the first clip uh, from Amir Tisvartik, uh on this uh, situation uh, with um, Saudi Arabia, Iran, China. I've got more from Amir and others coming up in the second half of the show. But listen to this clip real quick from Amir. The Saudis... And I have no idea why that these are Iran is bigger, stronger, and more dangerous, not just generally, but to them personally. And unless they have assurances from America, they will not be able to trust America anymore as an ally, and they will have to uh, actually, <laughs> you know, somehow reach an agreement with Iran. And Iran needs that agreement because Iran wants to neutralize Saudi Arabia from becoming too friendly with Israel and with America. Now, also, I want to tell you, folks, that um, this report comes literally less than a day after um, we had uh, the Wall Street Journal reporting that Saudi Arabia is willing to have peace with Israel on two major terms. One, and, and nothing has to do with Israel, by the way. It's funny. They don't even demand anything from Israel. One is that America will guarantee Saudi's security by at least somehow giving Saudi Arabia a status in NATO, not membership, but a status just like Israel, just like Qatar and Jordan. But the other thing is, Saudi Arabia wants America to assist them in building nuclear reactors for civilian use. Now, another problem that America has is that this agreement between the Saudis and the Iranians is an agreement that is mediated by the Chinese. China is now a mediator, a, an international mediator. China is slowly, slowly taking the role of the United States. Um, and uh, that's one of the biggest blows to the Biden administration right now. So as you can see, uh, even a mirror is a bit surprised, I believe, by this move. Um, China is now overtaking the United States, as I as I pointed out here in in the open. Again, all of this, this entire newscast today is feature, is is really focused on the Gog and Magog war and the imminent, mm -hmm. uh, how imminent that's going to be, as well as the yeah. Chinese influence to surpass the United States of America, that combined with the assault on Christianity, the gun thing, we'll get to that if we have time. That's not, to me, that's not a big deal. It's really yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a big deal, but it's really not in the context of I this. I know what you're saying. I know okay. what you're saying. Uh, but I'm seeing too much movement going on right now 
that we cannot we can't say that time is 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 on our side mm-hmm. hopefully you get the second half of the show if not maybe we'll see you next time Attention podcasters, influencers, media personalities, content creators, and aspiring or existing radio personalities. KRRB Revelation Radio now offers the opportunity to broadcast or syndicate both new or existing shows to all 50 states and more than 160 countries around the world. And if you currently operate a radio station, we offer you the opportunity to add several popular shows in virtually every genre for broadcast on your station. Choose programming from 30 minutes to two hours with each internationally syndicated show adding quality content sure to grow your listening audience. We even have excellent optional services to help you promote your show or station. These services are not only designed for audio use on the radio, but also include tools for use on social media, even YouTube. For more information, visit www.revelationradio.net or email the Ustreamit LLC broadcast network at office at ustreamit.net today. And welcome back, everybody, to the second half of the last Christian newscast and radio show my name again is jd williams here in the dallas and for our now i'm putting myself where you are terry that i that i never want to do to myself ever again i spent enough years <laughs> i spent enough years in that socialist area it just it just keeps coming out oh goodness anyway i'm in east texas god's country yeah. it's terry yeah. that's in socialist dallas okay Yes. Anyway, welcome back to the second half of the newscast today. This has been a wild day on the newscast. We yes, have run is. into just about every technical problem uh, in the yeah. history of time has hit right. today. And uh, I want to give credit to that where credit is due. And I'm speaking yeah. directly to the devil. Anytime yeah. that you are trying to promote the, the Lord and, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Satan will do everything that he possibly can to destroy that message. The good thing about this situation is, is that he always loses. God always wins. So, you know, so Satan's going to have to deal with the fact that the second half of the last Christian newscast and radio show is going to continue, and we are going to continue to expose his evil works in this world. Okay. Now then, um, again, I want to return to what we were speaking to in the first half of the show, because this new deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran, this isn't some lightweight deal. This, this This is a big deal. Now, Again, I'm going to play a clip from Amir, and then I'm going to have a disagreement with him. Mm-hmm. Or may, maybe, I don't know if you call it a disagreement, but mm-hmm. a different perspective, maybe. So, okay. Anyway, right. let, let's listen to this, and then I think you'll understand what I'm talking about. Listen to this. Right. Now, the Biden administration is accusing the Saudi regime for violating human rights. But by doing such and by alienating himself from the Mohammed bin Salman and others, basically the Saudis were running towards the open arms of the Iranians by allow- and, and the Chinese. Now, listen, make no mistake, biblically the Saudis should be on our side, not on the Iranian side. They should criticize the Iranian or the, the, the attack on Israel in Ezekiel war. However, You also need to understand that this agreement with Iran is basically to raise 
uh, or they elevate the pressure on the Americans to agree to what the, Saud the Saudis demand when it comes to the nuclear program and when it comes to some sort of guarantee for its, um, its um, security by NATO or some sort of a status in NATO. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a big thing. China is proving itself to be very active in, in the Middle East right now. The Americans somehow, um, at least the, the Biden administration is um, losing big time and Israel's window of opportunity to attack in Iran is smaller and Israel's way to attack in Iran is limited now. Okay, we'll get into that here in just a second. The, the limitations that this new thing um, does as far as Israel and Iran, because that, that's, that's an important thing. But if you, if you heard Amir, he said that biblically speaking, mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia should be on our side. Okay, mm -hmm. now that's his interpretation of events. Mine is different. Mine is mm -hmm. different. Okay, mm -hmm. I don't think that the Bible in any way, shape, or form says that Saudi Arabia should be on the side of Israel. What mm -hmm. the Bible says is that Saudi Arabia will not be a part of the coalition that comes against Israel. So mm -hmm. their positioning and their belief has nothing to do with what they actually do. That, now, that is my interpretation mm -hmm. of exactly mm -hmm. the same events. So, Amir mm -hmm. seems to think that, um, that Saudi Arabia should be on Israel's side. Mm -hmm. That would mean that there is some kind of an agreement signed with Israel in the coming weeks and months, years maybe. Uh, and then there's the other side of it that says, well, you know, I don't know if there's going to be an agreement signed or not. It really mm -hmm. doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Mm -hmm. Uh, because when it comes time for the coalition to actually come up against Israel, Saudi Arabia is not going to take part in that. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing that says that they have to be on Israel's side. What, mm -hmm. it, what, it's, what it means is, is this, they cannot attack Israel and that they, they will protest. And, of course, we mm -hmm. both know, Terry, that when it comes mm -hmm. to international protests, that those international protests take place in the United Nations, in New York City, and that nobody mm -hmm. pays attention to them anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to throw this in, and it's a very small but very important part of this Go conversation. Go ahead. I think, I think my understanding of what Amir was saying was if they were scripturally attuned to what the Bible teaches— that would then make them on Israel's side. I think that's what he was inferring. I could be wrong. Um, certainly, if he meant what you're saying, what you're understanding, he said, then you're absolutely right. Uh, I don't, you know, and I think in some ways you're right anyway. Uh, but I think initially in terms of what he said, I think he was talking about the fact that anyone who agrees with the Bible is right, and anybody who disagrees with the Bible is wrong. Well, on and that, so, on that we have no yeah. disagreement. On that, I have yes. no disagreement yeah, with him at that. all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Now, um, as far as this um, new situation goes, as far as the new deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran, what? Um, 
here's the immediate impact and why this is important to Israel mm-hmm. on in two in two areas. Yeah. Uh, Israel needs the ability to strike Iran. What they're doing in Syria, okay? They mm-hmm. need to be able to take care of that situation mm-hmm. um, because Iran is moving uh, weaponry to all of these terrorist organizations through Syria to mm-hmm. Hamas and all these terrorist organizations. Mm-hmm. Now, Russia can cut off that path, which mm-hmm. has to overfly Russian troops by simply saying, mm-hmm. Israel, you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. The, other, the other thing is, is that Saudi Arabia has to be overflown in order for them to get to Iran specifically in mm-hmm. order to to um, take care of the nuclear facilities that Iran has. Now remember, even the United States State Department says that you know if they wanted to, within 12 days, mm-hmm. the Iranians could have a nuclear weapon. Yeah. Okay? All right. So now Saudi Arabia and Iran have all have come to an agreement which, and these are reports that I'm getting, and uh, actually this is something that uh, Amir refers to in another report, something that Eric Stackelback mm-hmm. refers to in another report, to close down the skies over Saudi Arabia to Israel. In other words, mm-hmm. the, they would only have then have one avenue, and I, 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 I wish I could remember the name of it. It's a very small gap where they can fly through Armbajan, something like that, is is the Mm -hmm. name of it. Okay, that Mm -hmm. is the only way that they can get to Iran. Well, now, if Mm -hmm. Iran knows that they only have one route, don't you think it would be a lot easier for them to block an Israeli attack if there was only one? It's just like if you only had one hallway, you know, to go down. It's pretty easy to stop somebody instead of, like, multiple, right, where you don't know which way they're coming. And that's their intention is to get them, we're going to have them go this path, and we'll be sitting there waiting for them. Right. I mean, you know, that's a military objective there, you know. Absolutely. uh, Yeah, so that's the importance. I just wanted to drive home the fact. That's the importance of this new deal. Now, Mm -hmm. I am actually looking at a news organization here. It's called Al-Manar TV. This is Lebanon. This is out of Lebanon. It says that Russia welcomes Saudi Arabia's interest in solving the regional issues. Um, Yeah. Uh, Moscow welcomes Riyadh's growing interest in solving regional issues and problems on the global agenda. Uh, Opening talks with Saudi Arabia, uh, we welcome the recently increased interest on the part of Saudi Arabia in playing an active role in solving not only regional issues, but also those problems that stand high on the global agenda. So here we see, again, Russia's involvement. You remember, I've been talking about this for quite a while, that I felt like you were looking at it a minimum of two fronts, maybe three, um, coming from our south, uh, which kind of uh, takes the United States out of the equation. Um, so, uh, I'm trying to get here, um, this is a, 
I've got all kinds of printed reports, so you'll have to excuse me when I, as, as I go through these. Go right this ahead. But, Listen, um, I'm free for the day. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, this says that China, uh, th this is reports from us, from the United States of yeah. America. This is us yeah. talking, okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, China holds a military advantage over U.S. as Washington prepares for a conflict on Taiwan. That, according to uh, retired General Keene, I don't like this guy. I think he's a, I think yeah. he's a day late and a dollar short on just about every issue. Okay, yeah. um, but uh, he says that uh, the White House's response to China is we don't want conflict. You remember how China mm -hmm. said if you don't change your ways, there's going to be conflict. Yeah. We talked about that yeah. in the last show. Okay. Well, yeah. now I've been talking about this for weeks. Okay. Yeah. Right, and now this yes, this general this, longer than that, but I'll I'll leave it in weeks. <laughs> this retired general is just now catching up to us. Maybe he ought to tune into the show and figure out what in the heck is going on because he seems clueless. I mean, he yeah. really does. He seems like he's a day yeah. late and a dollar short on just about every issue. And I'm going to let you respond to that while I breeze through this real quick. Sure. Yeah, no, I've listened to Jack Kane's uh, uh, thoughts on this uh, over the last many, many months and, and longer. Uh, and he generally hits it pretty well in terms of what he's doing. But here we don't know the social pressures and, and, and behind the scenes that are going on. We don't know what he knows. He certainly is privy to closer things than we are. I'm kind of surprised uh, at his positioning there. Uh, putting the United States behind China on that. Uh, so I don't know. Here's the thing. This is going, it's kind of like anything else in the world. Things are beginning to happen so fast that people are having to begin to shoot from the hip. You know, what do you think of this? Well, uh, I guess uh, I guess this is, you know, and, and, that, and the next day it's a whole different situation. And so because of that, I'm, I'm taking everything, not just with a grain of salt, but in some cases, I'm taking a teaspoon, and then you know, sometimes a tablespoon. Sometimes I'm not even taking the comment itself. So it just depends on what's going on. Um, well, you know, it, it just you know it's it's really it's craziness, and yeah. you know I'm I'm just going to read a little bit of this uh, again. This is courtesy Fox News, but it's just a little bit a little bit of sure. it. Um, General Keene said that uh, in order to successfully uh, defer, uh, deter China from prompting a war that would involve two major superpowers, the U.S. would need to drastically ramp up its arms production, weapons stockpiles, and the development of advanced missile systems like hypersonic missiles. Okay. Um, so the U.S. would also need to better arm Taiwan and fill the current uh, backlog of arms that America has owed to the island. He said uh, Taiwan by themselves could never defeat the Chinese military, but they could impose significant costs on China. We've got a $19 billion backlog of military equipment that Taiwan has already purchased. He continued, mm -hmm. Taiwan doesn't need a handout in terms of military equipment. They can buy it themselves. The U.S. is not the only nation in the region with a vested interest in making sure Beijing does not take control of the island. Australia, South Korea, Japan, and the Philippines, which have endured overt 
Chinese aggression for years have thrown their weight behind the U.S. as well. This is all necessary because when we bring the aggregate coalition together with the United States, we begin to match China's capability. Their willingness to engage in this with us is very significant in terms of deterrence, and that's a bunch of talk without saying anything at all, in my opinion. So, yeah. um, you know, there's just, I see a couple of things. Number one, I see a weakness in the United States of America. We have no idea. Do you have any idea what Biden has planned? For um, no, for he doesn't have any anything in no, Taiwan. You, you need to you need to ask his handlers. Yeah, <laughs> what's going on? Who are they? Uh, can I can Who I are they? can I throw a, can I throw a comment on Keen? Yeah, uh, go ahead. I don't in, like in, the guy. Yeah, yeah, you can go ahead. Yeah, no, okay. Uh, I've for whatever reason I've happened to see a lot of his uh, pronouncements on various news shows, and uh, he first of all in the beginning of Biden's. Uh, presidency began to point out the weakness of military strength, uh, the fact that how, how it needed to be bolstered, how it needed to be uh, brought up to date, etc. He's been doing that all along. So his comments now talking about the fact of China coming into a superiority is actually in line with the direction that he started with after Biden came into office. Uh, it really fits, and he's he's actually downplayed it in terms of the way he's worded it uh, considerably compared to what he could have said uh, had he just kind of let her blow and go. Uh, but he realizes what a tight spot America is in, and uh, and he's been in the military. He has friends in the military, uh, people, and he's trying to encourage America and the military uh, to get armored up. And I, it went to my head right away, armored up. Mm -hmm. Guess what's going on? There's a physical war, and but there's a spiritual war that's causing the physical war to ramp up because Christians are armoring up spiritually. Right. And that's, I th that, that's just an observation. Anyway. Okay. All right. Well, I don't like the guy. All right. Anyway, um, it is now time, Terry, for... Uh -huh. um, for two Speaking minutes, of, two minutes of ter with Terry. So you you kind of gave yourself a perfect segue on that one, okay? So so I'll I'll go ahead I'll go ahead and throw you up here on full screen, and it is now time for mm -hmm. two minutes with Terry. Armor upgrade. That's where we're at. Finally, be strong in the Lord, folks, and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God, so that you can take stand against the devil's schemes. Our struggles are not against flesh and blood. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. Paul lists six parts of your armor. The first piece of the armor to strap on is the belt of truth. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Why the belt of truth first? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No Amen. man comes to the Father but by me, John 14, 6. The book of Proverbs instructs widely on liars, fools, and the wicked teaching all their destiny. The Bible introduces the first lie ever told when Satan confronts Eve, demanding, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? What God told Adam was, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. That's truth. 
Jesus called Satan the father of lies. Ours, Christians, ours is a spiritual war, and it's against the rulers, the authorities, and the powers of this dark world the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. And the first place of line of defense, folks, is truth. Truth will light your path, strap on the belt of truth, our next piece of armor to be issued, and we're gonna be talking about that on, an, on the next go round, is the breastplate of righteousness. What's that all about? You've got truth, now you need the breastplate of righteousness. And that's the short. Okay, well, amen, amen, and amen. Um, Terry, uh, we're, we're still not done with, with, this, yeah. uh, with this deal in Saudi Arabia. It's so yeah. big. It's so big that it has dominated this show because I believe it is a key part of the Gog and Magog War. I really mm -hmm. do. I believe that we're, we're mm -hmm. now beginning to see why Saudi Arabia won't come to anybody's aid, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Amir thinks, you know, they should be supporting Israel. My position is, no, it just takes them out of it. Um, mm -hmm. So, anyway, we'll, we'll see who's right. Assuming mm -hmm. assuming the rapture doesn't happen first, we'll see who's right. That's okay? right. Um, and, uh, by the way, the rapture could happen at any time. I want to make that really mm -hmm. clear. Okay, because uh, there, there are certain. Uh, uh, I, I told you I used to follow a guy by the name of J.D. Fair, you know, yeah. and now I, I, some of the stuff that he's talking about, he's gone off into left field. I don't. That's the best I can tell you. I mean, it, you know, he's making it sound mm -hmm. like the rapture. I don't know. He, uh, I don't know. I'm beginning to. <laughs> I'm beginning to question him a little bit. I'll put it that way. Okay. Now, here, here is uh, Eric Sackleback again and uh, to kind of clarify this stuff with, uh, with mm -hmm. what's going on. So let's listen to this. Again, as a member of the U.S. Press Association, I'm allowed to play these clips, and he knows I do it. Here we go. theme that we've covered a bunch here in the newscast in recent months, Israel seeking to become a major natural gas exporter to Europe. Now, over the past two days, Benjamin Netanyahu has been visiting Italy meeting with Giorgia Maloney, the new Italian prime minister. She just took office back in October. She is a conservative Italian leader. And while he was in Italy, Netanyahu talked, number one, about Italy moving its embassy to Jerusalem, which we would love to see. But number two, he spoke about Israel stepping up and becoming even more of a natural gas exporter to Italy and to Europe as a whole. He even talked about perhaps having a liquefied natural gas facility in Cyprus, which could facilitate the flow of Israeli natural gas into Europe. Remember, Europe badly needs new energy options in the wake of its complete falling out with Vladimir Putin's regime in Russia, which supplied a great deal of that European energy. Israel is looking to step into that void and fill that void in many cases. There's even been talk about a possible underwater pipeline uh, to Europe. Can we say hook in the jaw? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can we say hook in the jaw? Because that, okay. Uh, real, real, yeah, real quick here. Um, I, and I am going to throw this up on screen for the first time. Kind of happy about this. Okay. We have some breaking news for you. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to run these down real quick. Uh, China 
has just has just made this statement that the illegal U.S. occupation in Syria has worse, worsened the humanitarian disaster there. Says the illegal U.S. military occupation of Syria has only deepened the country's humanitarian crisis. Uh, they are slamming American lawmakers after they voted to continue troop deployments. In other words, China wants the United States out of Syria, but of course they are not mentioning Russia, and uh, Syria mm -hmm. is a border country to Israel. All right, now mm -hmm. we also have uh, Tunisia has just restored diplomatic relations with Syria. We have uh, wow. is, uh, okay. Israeli opposition, uh, Iranian, uh, Iran, Saudi, uh, dangerous failure of government is what they're calling it. Um, the world welcomes the restoration of the Iran-Saudi ties. They call it a new page of regional stability. And um, Iran says that it has just reached a deal with Russia in which they will receive uh, fighter jets. Um, so uh, as you can see, all of this is happening as we're speaking. All of this is happening as the show yeah. is as, as the show yeah. is unfolding. Um, if yeah. you if you remember, if you remember, I said we were going to begin to see things happen by the hour, not by the day, the week, or the month. We were going to start seeing them by the hour. Well, okay, I've just given you four or five in the last thirty minutes. Mm -hmm. How's that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you got to remember also, I say you got to remember, I'm just speaking to people in general, that the person must remember that Jesus, when he prophesied all of these things, he spoke of the day, but then he went to the hour. Right. So, right. so we're watching this unfold exactly, jot and tittle, the way Jesus prophesied. It's it's all Amen. happening, folks. Amen. Trust in Jesus, you're, and you're all set. Now then, this show has evolved into a newscast as well as a radio show. We've had to make that because we are receiving a lot of opposition from social media sites that want to shut down the Christian message. Okay, They're doing everything that they possibly can to do that. So we just made ourselves a newscast. And I am a member of the U.S. <laughs> Press Association. That's easy to do. Yeah. Facebook yeah. tried to shut me down right up until yeah. I presented them with the uh, U.S. Press Association documentation. I told them, hey, yeah. you better be careful. Haven't heard from them yeah. since, and we're still live. Yeah. Okay? Yes. So, uh, so we kind of put them in their place. YouTube continues yes. to battle us, but Representative mm -hmm. Jim Jordan assures me that uh, he's paying me close attention right now. And he's, oh, paying, wow. and he's paying hey, Terry. Jim, and he, yes, sir. He, he's listening. He's listening, Terry. This, this uh, so, is coming from so um, <laughs> you know, uh, YouTube, be careful because you may be talking to me and Terry in front of the United States Congress and in front of the whole United States of America, if not the world. So be careful with what you try to ban. Wow. That's all I can tell you. Be careful. Tread lightly. There's a new sheriff in town when it comes to the United States Congress. Now, my point being here that our point, our point, our focus has been from day one to make it clear that the rapture of the church is imminent. And by imminent, I'm not saying it's going to happen right now, but I'm sure as heck not going to say it's not going to happen right now. Amen. Time Amen. is, it, we're, we're on God's time. We're not on our time. Yeah. 
He can, he can decide to call us from this earth at any second. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you had better do it. You better do it as quickly as you can because just like there is a last play in any football game, there will be that last person to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior before the rapture of the church. If the rapture occurs and you're still here, even if you accept Jesus Christ, you've still got to go through at least part of the seven horrendous years known as that great tribulation. And that's something that you can easily avoid. All you need to do is say, Lord, I am a sinner. Please forgive me for my sins. I know that Jesus Christ died for me. I know that he rose from the tomb after three days, just like he said he would. I know that he was seen by more than 500 people. I know that he has he has ascended to heaven, that he sits at the right hand of the Father. I know he is going to call all Christians living and dead into the clouds with him at that very moment called the rapture of the church before God unleashes seven years of horror known as the great tribulation on this earth. I promise to follow you all the remaining days of my life and I, and I ask this all in the name of Jesus Christ. And you just might be that last person that we're looking for. You just might be that last Christian. Please, please understand Eternity is eternity. It doesn't end. And you and you alone decide where that eternal destination will be. God sends no one to hell, but you can send yourself to hell by rejecting Jesus Christ. Until next time, everybody, thanks again for joining us for the last Christian newscast and radio show. We'll see you next time.